morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is James from Dividend Stock Talk, brought to you by the 10-Minute Trader, where I invest in dividend stocks for weekly cash flow. I've been watching and I've been listening to my podcast and watching the videos, and it does seem kind of boring, you know, where I just take a look at stocks and see how well they progress and see how I can make a safe, secure, and predictable and consistent uh, weekly cash flow of about 1%. Now, 1% is boring, but if you add it up over the year and considering how much time and effort I put into it, it's not a whole heck of a lot. So I put in anywhere between 15 to 20 minutes a day doing my own trades, and then it just progresses on a weekly basis. But you know what? It works for me, and I'm not really trying to change the world overnight. It's, it's a slow process. And yeah, it is boring, but let's just stick to what I'm good at or stick to what I do. And if anyone else has suggestions or constructive criticism, let's put it that way, some constructive criticism, I'm all for it. So let's go on and progress forward. So here we go. I'm going to first look at the stocks that I brought over from last week, and then we're going to look at the new trades for this week. Hey, I brought some Comcast, Ford, General Motors, Macy's, and a few others over from last week. So let's check them out and move forward. <coughs> Excuse my cough. All right, first on my list is Comcast. Now, we went through the numbers. I already own it, so I might as well see how much I can get for it today. Um, I'm into it for $43.85. Today being the 15th, we're looking at the 15th of December and going from there. Now, I'm going to call it a quadruple high because the numbers are so close. Now, I'm going to read them to you and you let me know what you think. Um, okay, so the 15th of last month, we had a high of 44.82, uh, 44.88, 44.91, 44.94, 44.95, 44.96, 44.97, 44.98, 44.99, 44.99, 44.99, 44.99, 44.99, 44.99, 44.99, 44.99, 44.99, 44.99, 44.99, 44.99, 44
30 days ago today, Ford opened up at 12.07. Three weeks ago, she uh, had a high of the 30-day period, and that was 12.50. Now, she had profit taking, kept on dropping until we found the bottom, which was on Friday. Now, the Friday's bottom was 11.41. Okay, fine. I'm not, you know, too upset about 11.41 for Ford. I'm into it at 12.31, and I just know that these options aren't going to be very favorable at all. But you know what? Cash flow is cash flow. So I'm just going to sell off the threes. It's not a whole heck of a lot of money. Not even enough worthy of, of, of writing home about. I might just break even. There you go. Off to the races, sell so three contracts of that at the uh, at the money, not at the money, sorry, but yeah, at where I bought it for, okay. Uh, and GM, now GM also got some bad news on Friday, but you know what, I'm okay with it because uh, GM's one of those stocks that number one, they've been in business for over a hundred years, they continually pay out nice dividends, the premiums are excellent on GM, but. Even with the bad news, I'm still going to hold on to it because the book value for GM is $44.78, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I know it's in the $44.70 area. Now, I got 1,900 shares. Uh, 30 days ago, we was, we opened up at $36.30. Uh, basically, just went sideways. Uh, our bottom was on the 3rd, which was two weeks ago. And that was um, $34.70. Four days later, we had our 30-day high at 36.85. Okay, so we have some profit-taking, and we're sitting at 35.26. Now, I'm into this at 36.30, so let's see what GM's going to offer me today. Now, GM got a bid of 35.18 and the ask of 35.20. Clearly, you can see that the market maker is pushing this bad boy down, but... <clears throat> I'm into it at 36.30, so I'm going to sell off the 36s. And I got 1,900 of these things, so I want to do 19 contracts. Um, the market price is, I'm going to do the market price. Oops. There we go. Um, 380 bucks. Okay, so between... Those three that I already own, I've already made my target. Okay? Now, I'm kind of curious. I didn't hear the morning bell. And um, the market orders are have not filled. So that, it makes it a little curious. Is the market even open today? Well, I don't know. Because market orders usually fill instantaneously. You know, especially when we're at uh, 9.36 a.m. Weird. Okay, I might not, there might be something I don't know. Um, all right, neither here or there. Let's go on to, okay, so those are the positions that I have, all right? So we're just going to let them just 
sit and chill. Now I have $52,000 left to spend. I've already made my target of over a thousand bucks based on the three positions that I put in. Now, <coughs> um, let's see who is paying out this week and then we can move forward. First thing we always want to look at are the dividend kings. Now this is the 15th, so we're looking at the <coughs> the 15th, which is the third week of the year. Now, we like to buy two weeks in advance, which is 10 days. So we're looking at the fifth week, and that's Northwest National, um, CWT, which is California Water, and SJW, which is Stanley Black & Decker. Now, I am pretty sure both Stanley Black & Decker, SJW, SJW, oh, it's SJW Group, so I was wrong. Okay, so SJW Group. So all three of those I just named are all dividend kings. And they're all monthly optionable stock, which I don't trade monthly optionable stocks only because the money's just not there. Okay, so we are to go to the next list, which would be Warren Buffett's list. Wells Fargo. Now, I know for a fact Wells Fargo is a... Um, a weekly optional stock. So let's take a look at the numbers and see what Wells Fargo has to offer. Okay, a 30 cent dividend, which is payable on the 2nd of February. Now I know we're in the middle of January, but I want to look 10 days in advance. So what company is going to pay out their EX, has that EX date 10 days from now? And that is the week of the 29th, 30th, 31st, 1st, and the 2nd. Wells Fargo is right there, first week of February. So, let's put it into the trade, uh, uh, into the one-year chart, WFC, and let's take a look at the numbers. A year ago today, Wells Fargo was sitting at 43.78. Found its bottom back in end of March at 35.25. And basically, she stayed in a trading range between 39 and 43 for basically almost the whole year broke out of that the beginning of, G of December and we shot up to hit the high of the year on um, December 15th which is the high of the year which just so happens to be interestingly enough 30 days ago today so it was a 30-day high so you have your profit taking found a new bottom retraced regrouped and then more profit taking to bring us to where we are um, now, which was the 12th, which was Friday. So I'm assuming today's a holiday because the market's not open because I'm not seeing any numbers. But let's go through it anyway because I can just set these trades up and they'll fill first thing tomorrow morning, which I'm fine with. All right. So the low for a Wells Fargo was 47. Now, let's take a look at the seasonality chart. Now, the seasonality chart uh, gives us an idea of how the stock normally moves on a uh, monthly or annual basis based on, you know, 10 years of data. We take a look at the last 10 years, put it on top of one another, and boom, we have our average. Gives us a rough idea what the stock normally does. Now, Wells Fargo usually goes basically sideways, which perfectly okay with that. I love it because covered calls are great when you buy it at the money 
and you sell the ad, the money calls. That's where you collect the highest premium. Okay, so 47.40. We'll put Wells Fargo, WFC, into the trade grid. You get a bit of 47.31 and then ask of 47.35. Okay, so at the money, ooh, it's paying more than 1%. That makes me a happy camper. The 47.50s. Uh, a little bit less of a premium, but you get the option of being able to uh, get that other, uh, what do you call it, uh, intrinsic value? No, 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 no. When stock goes up, you'll get that, which will be intrinsic value at that point. So we want to look at the covered stock, and we're going to buy it right at the 47. And uh, at 47, you know what? I will do a 1,000 shares. Why not? At the market. So I'm going to buy a thousand shares at the market and I'm going to sell someone the right to buy it from me for basically the same amount that I paid for, which I'll be bringing $440, but I got to lose a little bit of that because I am paying a little bit over my strike price, which I'm okay with. It's going to cost me 23 grand. So let's just do the number real quick. Open up my calculator. Here we go. Now, <clears throat> my profit looks like it's going to be $440. Okay, now I'm going to divide that by how much it's going to cost me. $23,060. $23,060. And that's going to give me a return of 1.9% for the week. Now remember, in a margin account, you're paying to borrow that money, okay? So 100,000 is mine, and 100,000 belongs to uh, my broker. Now, I have to pay, I believe, between five to 10% per year to borrow that money. Now, that may say, sound like a lot, but remember, I'm averaging over a 50% return per year. So if I can borrow money at 10% and make 50% on that same amount of money, my profit is, 40% and borrowed money is tax-free so I don't have to pay taxes on the money I borrowed and that 10% that I have to pay for it is a business expense if I'm running my account as a business which I am okay so it's kind of cool um, the way the tax law is written but I'm not giving you advice on that I'm just telling you what I'm doing okay so I'm going to buy 10 covered WFC at the market to open off to the races. And yeah, the market's definitely not open today because it's not, nothing is filling. So I'm going to go out and say, hey, it's not open, but it'll be there first thing in the morning and I'm okay with that. Next on the list. Now that's all of the Dividend Kings, all of Warren Buffett's. And the next list we're going to look at is Ooh, high volume stocks. Kimberly Clark and Citibank. Let's take a look at those. Kimberly Clark, I carried for nine months last month, last year. Now I collected three dividends and about uh, 15 or 16 sets of premiums. What a nice cash cow that was. I think I'll not name her Bessie. <laughs> okay, so Kimberly Clark is offering a 27.8 cent dividend. All right, KMI. Oh, wait a minute. That's not Kimberly Clark. That's Kinder Morgan. I regress. Sorry, 
I have been wrong once or twice, and this time I was. KMI is Kinder Morgan. Now, Kinder Morgan, um, a year ago, was at the yearly high at 1910. From there, plenty of profit taking. And this thing basically went sideways. Nice channeling stock. 1620 to, I'm going to say, somewhere right around 1780. So it looks like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. 8 turns. If you're doing channeling, if you know what channeling is, okay? You know, at a certain price you buy, a certain price you sell, okay? And it just kind of went sideways. Okay. So we got the high of the year at... Uh, what is that? 18, oh, 1910, something like that. Is that right? Yeah, 1910. And we got our double, we have a double bottom on this one. Oh, wait a minute. When you zoom in, you get to see a little bit better. We got a triple bottom at 1590. Now that was uh, twice in October, the beginning of October, and once again at the end of October. Okay, that works. Let's take a look at the last 30 days. Last 30 days for Kinder Morgan. 30 days ago today, we opened up at 1760. Okay, a few days later, we have our 30 day bottom at 17. And our 30 day top was uh, not last week, but the week before, uh, on the 4th, you know, the first week of January. The high was 1824, basically going sideways, sitting at 1797. Okay, that's at this moment in time. 1797 at this moment in time. Let's take a look at the seasonality. Seasonality shows this thing basically going sideways for quite a bit. And then right in the, the looks like the middle of the third quarter, the thing starts to drop. So for the first quarter, this thing's going to go sideways for a bit based on historical performance. I don't know why I have to repeat myself all the time because I like to think that I say it once and people pay attention. But no, you know, for legal purposes, I got to continually repeat myself for you children out there. Uh, yeah, so based on historical performance, Kinder Morgan is going to go sideways for the first quarter. Now, I don't give advice. I'm just showing what I'm doing. I kind of like Kinder Morgan. KMI, the trade grid. The last price was $17.97. So here's a great one right here. $17.98 over 1811. Now, when both the bid and the ask, this is from, you know, a little bit of wisdom from someone who's been around the block for a little bit. When the bid and the ask are both above the last traded price, the market maker is have a tendency to push it up. So I'm going to look at the 18s. Now, that don't make me a happy camper because the 18s, hold on, let's go back to the single, You're going for 16 cents, which is less than a buck. 1750s are going for 50 cents, which is not good either. So although we have a, you know, a nice chart, everything looks good, everything's pointing in that direction, even the market makers giving us clues that the stock is going to go to the upside because he's got both the bid and the ask higher than the last price. But 
the premium is just not there. Okay, at seventeen fifty. Okay, if I buy it at the market, which is eighteen eleven, I could sell someone the right to buy it for me for what fifty cents. So my effective sale price would be eighteen. So I'm buying it for eighteen eleven. I'm selling it for eighteen. No, I don't think so. So if I buy it at eighteen eleven and sell it at eighteen, I can get a sixteen cent premium, which is still below one one percent. So even though the charts look good, the seasonality chart looks good, the premiums aren't there. I'm not getting my one percent. So I'm gonna pass on Kinder Morgan, which is a bummer because I would have bought it. C, which is Citibank, fifty one cents a share. Okay, so let's go over that one. C. Okay, so a year ago today, city is city is sitting city is sitting at fourteen ninety two. Now, the bottom didn't come until the end of October, but has beautiful escalation from the bottom to the top because the end of October thing went up beautifully until it hit a high. Fifty-four seventy-five. Now that was in the first week of the year. Okay. Of course, you have your profit taken. She gapped down a bit, and now she's settled at fifty-two sixty-two. All right. So, what is this thing going to do for the next couple of days? Seasonality shows us going to dip a little bit. Yeah, this one's going on. A little bit of a downtrend, and that does not make me a happy camper, so I'm going to pass also on Citigroup. Because remember, I don't have a whole heck of a lot of money left to play with, so I want to make sure I get something that is going to be profitable for me. All right, so we looked at the Dividend Kings. We looked at Warren Buffett's list. We looked at high dividend, high yield, sorry, high volume stock. That means a lot of stocks are trading. And Next on the list would be the 100-year-old companies, and there's nothing. Kinder Morgan, Wells Fargo, and Citi. Wow, that does not make me a happy camper. It doesn't give me much to look at. Okay, so weekly optional stock. There we go. Now, I'm going to save these for tomorrow, so make sure you guys tune in. So this is James from Dividend Stock Talk. Even though the market's not open, these are the numbers that I look at for today. You guys have a great day, and I'll talk to you again tomorrow.